Well, it's Monday, March 9th. And, you know, if you like your job, then you get to get up and do it all over again. Yes! If you don't like your job, the weekend is over and you got to go to work. I love my job, but I got to tell you, if there were ever a Monday that all of us, whether we love our jobs or not, should be on this side of celebrating, it is this one. Why? Well, because not only do we have a full moon this afternoon, but Mercury turns direct this afternoon. It stations and goes direct. Yes! So we have so much to talk about today. Let's get into it. The moon, yes, is opposite the sun. Again, this Virgo moon will be full on at 1.48 Eastern Time this afternoon. 1.48 p.m. Daylight Savings Time Eastern. <laughs> I love saying that, too. Been a good couple of days, at least on that front. And I thought we would talk about some of that here. I hope you got in yesterday on this trine. So the other thing that we'll talk about is the moon. But did you? I'm calling this in my journal now my crazy money moon manifesting March madness. <laughs> since since even if you had tickets to a March Madness game, you can't go now. Well, let's just have a crazy money moon manifesting March Madness tournament amongst ourselves. And this is where you put down just the craziest possible thing that you would ever want to manifest financially, money-wise, possession-wise. My list really came together well. I'm very happy with it. But Yesterday was the day. If you caught the podcast, you were all over it. And if you didn't, you know, it's so amazing when you're following the moon. 15 degrees makes a difference. Yesterday, the moon was in Virgo, and it was trine to Uranus and, and Venus in Taurus. Today, the moon moves 15 degrees over, and now it's a, this one's kind of interesting because it gets a lot of names. So now we're talking about the aspect around 135 degrees. Some people call it a semi-square. Some people call it a semi-quadrant. And some people call it a sesquisquare. Okay, you can call it whatever you want. But the moon is now square to Uranus and Venus. So it was happy, happy, happy yesterday. It is grumpy, grumpy, grumpy today. But at least it will be full. And it's like that we need any more stimuli going on in the world right now. This is the second closest of the three moons that are going to be the closest to the Earth when they occur. This full moon is going to be number two. So that means stronger influences, tides, births, deaths, trauma, financial market turbulence overnight, everything full moon, right? Now, I don't know that we're going to have, and this is yesterday's mirror. I mean, there's nothing we can do about this, but I don't know that we're going to have the exact same structure that we had with this moon while Venus is in Taurus. Because by the time the moon chases it down to get back over there in any kind of favorable, more favorable position, it's going to be in a trine when it gets to Capricorn. I mean, we can play with that, but there's just so much other stuff going on in Capricorn that I don't know that it's the best trigger. I think we had the best trigger yesterday. However, if you didn't get on it, just do it anyway. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. It's a fun game to play, right? And just have fun with it. 
Make a list of everything you'd love to see happen in your life financially. And and as I said in yesterday's episode, if it's not about money for you, then it might be about love and make it your crazy March uh, love manifesting (laughs) tournament. And just but just be playful with it because Venus is at home in Taurus and that is worth playing with in some kind of favorable way. We got the whole month with it in there. So let's just take advantage of it and have ourselves some fun. Now, let's kind of talk about world events because we have watched so much happen just over the weekend and also just the last week or so relative to the coronavirus and so many other things happening. What's taking place over the weekend? Lebanon, the country of Lebanon, defaulted on its credit. That is Uranus in Taurus. And all of this is probably definitely being triggered by Venus being there and now this moon being in a grumpy position. I think when that news came out, the moon was in a square. Now it's in a semi-square. Move it over a few more degrees, it will be in an opposition. And that will be in Scorpio, which the moon is in detriment in Scorpio. So, I mean, you know, as you look at this, you just it's like we're all just scratching our heads and we're going through these news stories one by one and wondering, uh, where's the end of this? Have we not been talking about something called Saturn, Pluto? And I'm not one to make predictions with astrology. So I never did come out and say that we're going to have some big kind of thing. I just knew this was ominous. That's the one thing I did know. And I knew it was transformative. And this certainly is playing out now on the world stage. And when Venus moved into Taurus, we were talking about that too before the markets crashed, which I think is as much related to the Saturn-Pluto coronavirus as much as anything. So this is all definitely tied together. In essence, the chart is unfolding in so many ways that you can point back to these positions, Saturn-Pluto in Capricorn, Uranus, Venus in Taurus, the astrological energies are certainly there. Where does it go from here? I, you know, I've never been into predictions. Saturn does move into Aquarius on the 22nd. That will give it a little bit. I'm talking a teensy-weensy little bit of separation from the Saturn-Pluto dynamic. So maybe we get some relief there. Or we get social uprest. Maybe that's when this goes to the streets or thereafter. Now, we've mentioned historically we look at Uranus in Taurus. That's a seven-year transit. We are like a year into it. So we still have quite a bit of that left, and it can churn and burn and cauldron all the way through. And Venus will come through every, not I mean, moves a little faster than a year. So about every year, though, Venus comes through to revisit And we get all the moon aspects like we've been experiencing this week. So, yes, these are ominous times. We've been looking at this and talking about this for some time. We just didn't know what the drama was going to look like. But we do know, this we know, that when Saturn-Pluto comes calling, the changes are always for the better in the end. But there is turbulence to go through. But if history is our guide, and it often is, what is on the other side of this will be better. Now, how do you navigate the chop? Well, the one thing I would say, the most important thing right now, absolutely be doing your spiritual work. If you would like my kundalini yoga routine that I have put out here, it's got a Spotify playlist with it, and it's got a recipe for 
uh, really nice natural chai tea, that is all soothing. That is a great way to just chill. That's available if you'll email me, info at funastrology.com. I'll send it to you personally. The other thing is to be following your intuition. And then another is obviously just realize that we are indeed under this energy, the energy of this chart. And if you didn't believe astrology before, (laughs) if you were in the naysayer camp, I can't help you. (laughs) If you don't get it now, you ain't going to get it. But just realize that we are under the influence of a very powerful chart. Not that we have unexpected this, but that we had no idea that this is what it would look like. Wow. So changes are afoot. And I think the best thing to do is just to realize that we are a soul first and a body second. This is a time to just kind of detach from your ego and breathe through this and realize that we are on more so of a soul journey than we are on a physical journey. And let's just see where all this goes together. All right. Hold the fort, hold the space and hold yourself accountable for doing your daily spiritual work. Have a good full moon and a great Mercury Station Direct tonight. That's worth a party right there. Go have a party and celebrate it. (laughs) See you tomorrow.